All your favorite ESPN Wisconsin content, free and everywhere you get your podcasts. Wisconsin On Demand, 94.5 ESPN, is WKTI and WKTI HD, Milwaukee. The biggest sports stories of the week. Right, he's not going to yeah. leave Jordan Love, the covered bear for Jordan Love. We know that. He's, he's going to look out for his guy. So, uh, I, Kyle, Kyle liked that. Kyle, Kyle. That was funny. That was funny. What? I'm serious. Unique and compelling analysis and opinions when it comes to your favorite team. What would happen if Brian Gutekunst sat up at a press conference and said, I made a mistake. Plus some fun with pop culture. So you'd never needed to stop for dinner at Magic City like Lou Williams did? I mean, does anybody actually believe he just he chose that just for dinner? Like, does he think that's working? This is Sunday Karma. The, the yeah. unibrow, like, because I'm kind of like Bert. <laughs> like, when, like, if I don't get the, the eyebrows done, I just have one eyebrow, pretty much. <laughs> But since COVID, I haven't had any of that. Now, live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at Radio City, alongside his precocious daughter, Harper, here's GKB founder and CEO, Craig Carmison. And good morning and welcome to it. Sunday Karma. Bucks and Six. Right? Nolan Murphy with us. Max. No Kyle. No Harper. No problem. Bucks and six. Bucks and six still in play. What do you mean still in play? No. Bucks and six. Bucks and six. It still works. That still works. It's going to happen. Not it still works. It's still in play. It's still scientifically. It still is mathematically in play. No. I feel confident. But we're not talking about mathematically. Like, it's going to happen. The Bucks are going to win the series in six. The Bucks will win the series in six if they win on Monday night. The series doesn't start until a road team wins a game. The series hasn't even started. You understand that, right? Series, I understand. series in the NBA do not begun, begin until a road team wins a game. I'm a little upset the Bucks didn't show up yesterday. I, I, I get the layoff. I get the complaining about the rust. but No one's complaining about the rust. There were some discussions post game by Drew Holiday that you know about the layoff. Right. I mean, you knew what your the Bucks knew yeah. what they were getting into. Yes, um, the Bucks played game one of the Heat series again, the exact same game, the exact same game. Like I've never seen a team play like two games that are almost identical to each other offensively. Um, but I think what we saw is who the Nets are offensively as compared to the Heat. And so the Bucks, but I didn't feel like the Bucks struggled to score against the Nets. I think they're going to be able to score. I think uh, you know the Nets hit incredible contested shots in the first half. You know Kyrie and Durant um, that had them up at the half. But you know going into the series, said we, we'd split out there. Um, we'd win Game Three. Nets would win Game Four. So then all of a sudden people feel like the series is over again. Because it's two two, two of the three in, in Brooklyn. Bucks win game five, Bucks and six. Bucks clinch in Milwaukee game six. Bucks and six. Um all right, we'll talk more about the Bucks, but also uh, it's amazing. Like summer started, so you start seeing people that you haven't seen, right? And like, you know, you're just like, you know, you're out places and everyone's like, All right, I've been waiting to see you. What's gonna happen with Aaron? And I'm like, well, what do you want to happen? And that's what I want to ask today because there's three viable paths that I see 
um, as settlement agreements between the two parties right now, being Aaron and the pack and Aaron and uh, Goody and Mark Murphy. I don't want to say the Packers because it's not like everyone from the Packers is, you know, on board with what's going on here. But I think there's three main scenarios, and what I want you, Nolan Murphy, to tell me is which of these three you would go with, and then I want to open it up, 800-990-ESPN. You can text that number. You can call 800-990-3776. Which of these three things do you want to see the Packers do? Scenario one, trade Aaron Rodgers and just get all sorts of delicious stuff. We're talking first-round picks. We're talking two starters. Like, let's talk best-case scenario. You're getting, you know, a big-time trade. The biggest haul we've ever seen in a trade in NFL history. You're getting a big haul. Now, you're not getting, like, you're not getting a Russell Wilson or, like, a quarterback like that. That's not what we're talking about here. But you're talking about a big haul, draft picks, starters, not a, no, you're not getting a Hall of Fame quarterback back in return. You're not getting Trevor Lawrence either. Uh, correct. Okay. So that's scenario one, the big trade. Scenario two, the last dance scenario, where Aaron Rodgers agrees that this, he's making a lot of money guaranteed, and the Packers want to move on after this year or are being forced to move on by him. Let's not even get into the politics of vaccines and mask wearing and Aaron Rodgers. It's the three things you can't get into the politics of. Um, So they decide they're going to move on after this year. Why would Aaron do that? He wants security. Well, the reason he'll do it is at the end of the year, Aaron is a complete free agent. He can go to the Vikings. He could go to the Bears. I mean, like we're talking anywhere Aaron wants to go. But you get this year, all right? So that's scenario number two. You're guaranteed this year, and you could have it done right. You know, they all agree. We're going to go for it this year, last dance, and then I'm out. Scenario three, the commitment. Aaron gets the commitment that he's been looking for, that we're going to try to win. We're going to try to win now. We're going to try to win with you, and we're going to commit that Aaron Rodgers is going to be our quarterback for the next, let's go even more than three, let's go the next four years, okay? Aaron Rodgers your quarterback for the next four years, and we're trading for Julio Jones. Like, we're really trying to win. We're really trying to do this. We're really trying to do this now. Now, remember, Aaron Rodgers is going to be 38 years old this year. So, in that scenario, you're you're committing to four years. Because, by the way, when I say trade for Julio Jones, you know who you could trade for Julio Jones, right? Jordan Love? Exactly. Jordan Love's a perfect fit in a deal for uh, Julio Jones, right? The the Falcons still want to hold on to Matt Ryan uh, and try to win now, but the organization's a little, you know, Julio Jones doesn't think they're winning now. They need a quarterback for the future. Jordan Love isn't using a top five pick like they didn't want to use on a on a quarterback but um it's better than they could get from most teams for julio jones right now so that is scenario number three so 800 990 espn which of those are you doing are you trading aaron who is going to be 38 and getting the big haul that sets you up for the next 10 years maybe right with all those draft picks um do you 
Go. One-year deal. Hey, well, I just want this next year of Aaron. Let's do it. Let's do it right. But Aaron's 38. I, I don't know that I want to commit all this stuff to Aaron. But for Aaron to agree to that and to, for him to play one year in this scenario, he probably is going to need some flexibility. So after this one year, he can walk. Or are you committing to Aaron Rodgers right now for four years? And and it could have gotten done at three years, by the way, if the Packers hadn't messed around. Now, I'm not saying it still maybe it can't get done at three years, and I understand why people might feel better at three years than four, but which of those would you do? 800-990-ESPN, 800-990-3776. Scenario one's the trade. Scenario two is the one-year deal. Scenario three is the commitment to Rodgers, including the trade for Julio Jones. You're getting rid of Jordan Love. You're going all in. Which would you do, Nolan Murphy? I don't see the negatives of number three. Um, I will even go along with your Julio Jones trade, which I don't ever see happening the way the Packers do business. What do you, but no, no, but I mean— This well, is your scenario, this, so I'm I mean, going number no, three. No, but it's not just that. It's the Packers—the way they do business is they don't try to win Super Bowls in a year. They try to be consistently excellent and hope that they get a Super Bowl by being consistently excellent. And so what this would be is, hey— we're going all in over the next four years. Like, one, you know, we, we may, uh, you know, we're going to bring in older guys. We're going to bring in things because we're trying to win now. And that's, that's the only reason you'd commit to a 38-year-old quarterback for the next four years, right, is if you're trying to win now. So consistent with that would be something like trading a guy who you think is the future of your organization today at quarterback for someone like Julio Jones, who has a limited window where he potentially, along with Devontae Adams, could put you over the top. I'm going number three. It seems like the safest option. I want Aaron Rodgers around long term. Number two, I could deal with. You know, one last dance. Everybody's all in. Number one, the trade. I mean, that means the Packers. I know there's some people out there that think the Packers could be a playoff team with Jordan Love. That's wild to me. We haven't even seen enough. And I don't want to rebuild next year as a Packer fan because— Now, is this because—so how old are you? I am 30. So you have never— Never. I mean, Aaron Rodgers' first year, you could argue, was sort of that. I don't know—like, going in, we didn't know what it was going to be, but it turned out there was a lot of close games, games they could have won. He played pretty well, but what, they go 6-10, and right? Yeah, Favre went 4-12 and in a random year one time. I mean, but usually those are like when the coach is getting ready to get fired. You know, they they have a year like that. It's It was never like, hey, going into the year, their over-under is five and a half wins. Exactly. Because I think that's what we're talking about, probably. With Jordan Love, yes. If if there's a trade of Aaron Rodgers and it's not for a, you know, pretty respectable quarterback. Now, if if— Blake Bortles is starting, and if Blake Bortles is starting, you're going five and you know now five and twelve. Why? I just don't. I mean, he's, I'm saying I'm no. saying why not eight and seven or something like that. Like I mean, Blake Bortles went to the AFC Championship right with the Jaguars, probably with a better defense than the Packers have. Yep, right I'm now. saying you're yeah. saying the supporting cast, the top ranked offense, and the offensive line is so great, and all these things. You know, you're you're. It's a quarterback league. Yep, and Aaron Rodgers makes that whole team better. I'm going with number three. Okay, so you're going number term. three, and even if, by the way, you, Mister, I don't want to rebuild. Like you're like you're three and thirteen probably when Aaron leaves. Then 
whenever Aaron retires or is done. Because you're not going to, it's going to be bare. But it gives you the have, best chance to win a Super Bowl. Yes. It gives you, I believe it gives you the best chance to win a Super Bowl, but it gives you a chance of like being bad in the way the Packers have only been bad in years where Aaron got hurt. And you've seen what it's like for like four or five weeks or, or at times longer when, when you don't have a quarterback. I mean, we have not seen that for us going into a season, but we saw how bad it was. We saw what it was like to be one of those franchises without a quarterback when Aaron got hurt. In in week one, right that that season, Scott Tolzien, you know, getting uh, you know a tie in that game ends up getting them to the playoffs somehow. When Aaron comes back, but I mean, it was a debacle. Yeah, but I don't want you'd to- rather that you're saying you'd rather potentially three years of that than one year of this. I want the most chances at a Super Bowl. Their quarterbacks are hard to find. We have one right now. We have an unknown in Jordan Love. They're hard to find. I'm not forcefully giving away a Hall of Fame quarterback that is still in his prime as we've seen yeah. his quarterbacks right. age. Well, yeah. We're going to we're going to we we're going to start with Homer when we continue this conversation. Homer leads off this conversation. It is Sunday Karma ESPN Wisconsin. You're listening to Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and wisconsinondemand.com. ESPN this is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Bucks in six. Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. Bucks fall last evening. I actually feel good about their ability to score on the Nets. And um, Nets are the most talented team in the league. We saw why. They're incredible. Um, Durant and Kyrie in the first half hitting tons of difficult shots. And then uh, the second half was just a debacle. But Bucks win game two, Bucks in six. But we're also talking about Aaron Rodgers and the actual practical scenarios of how this could play out. The three choices. You make the huge trade. Set up the organization. Option two. Final year of Aaron this year, but you give him complete freedom to do whatever he wants after this year so he can go wherever he wants to go. What Brett Favre was not able to get with the Packers. Or, scenario three, you commit to Aaron for the next four years. You trade Jordan Love for Julio Jones, and you're going all in to win. 800-990-ESPN. Which of those three should the Packers do? Because everyone's asking me, oh, what's going to happen with Aaron? And like, I keep asking people, like, what do you want to happen with Aaron? So which of these three scenarios would you take right now as a Packers fan? 800-990-3776. That is the talk and text line. 800-990-ESPN. As we said, we're kicking it off with Homer. You are on Sunday Karma. Good morning, Homer. Good morning. A great question, but I'm confused. Isn't this thing over now? What? Hasn't that question been answered? Mark Murphy, quote, We remain committed to resolving things with Aaron and want him to be our quarterback in 2021 and beyond. We're working to resolve the situation and realize that the less both sides say publicly, the better. 
Uh, we want him to be our quarterback in 2021 and beyond. It's over. Yeah, but no, that's what they've been Done. saying they've from the beginning. That's what we want. So what? Do, I mean, that's what they would have said from the beginning. But it's not their actions, and it's not what is really the truth. So just because he's why saying it, it, why isn't it the truth? I mean, they obviously didn't want him beyond 2020. I mean, they maybe wanted Jordan Love point, in 20. Maybe they. Maybe they want, since then they, we don't know what they've offered. Maybe they have since offered him the guarantee that he wanted. Right. I mean, well, they're saying they want him in 2021 and beyond. Right. They're not said. They've never once said we want to guarantee his entire current contract. They've never said that. That we want to. We want to at least see out the three years of Aaron's contract the same way we have Jordan Love's three years guaranteed. The next three years, we we want to make sure Aaron Rodgers knows he's our quarterback for the rest of his contract. They've not said but that. They never say that about any players. They don't. You're asking them to say something that's different from the way they do things. Yes, if I am asking that. I the- am asking that. That's what you do when you have Aaron Rodgers. You guarantee his three years of his contract, which if they'd been willing to do that at any point during this season or at the end of the season, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Well, but how many did they guarantee with the last contract? Well, again, it's at different points, right? So they right. signed Aaron to a four-year extension and... And then before he played a single game of his four-year extension, they drafted Jordan Love. They went to the NFC Championship with a quarterback who they felt was average, right? And And there's analytics to back that up. So they decided in 2020 to not try to upgrade the team to win a championship because they were going to move on after 2020. Aaron threw a wrench into this with his MVP performance, and then they realized, oh, wait, we need to at least commit to Aaron for 2021 and maybe even 2022 now. And and I think that's where they got to. The question is, are they really well, willing to go beyond that? Well, wait, I want to disagree with the premise that they didn't do something in 2020. They believed in the young players that they had. And while we disagreed and thought they would be nine and seven, they went to the NFC championship game. So no, they didn't believe the in. They did not think Aaron Rodgers was going to be the MVP. What? They did not think what? Aaron Rodgers was going to be the MVP, and they did not think they were going to have the number one offense in the NFL. So that 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 was. How do a, you know? How do you how do you know that? Why? How can you say that? Clearly, they liked their young players, and it proved out that they were right. Which young players? Oh well, Tanya and MVS would be significant parts of it. Oh, so, Homer, so, Homer. I love you. you Hold on. So they, so they year, thought MVS the second year they, of 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 Lafleur and Rodgers together. They Their thought Tanya and MVS were so was good, brilliant they, and accurate. Go ahead. They thought Tanya and MVS were so good that they didn't need to upgrade the roster at all. Yes. Yes. Are you kidding? I mean, yes, Homer, and had they you, were right. And and had you seen? They were wrong. Aaron Rodgers was just so good. What was wrong about their offense? Their offense was more than good enough. And if Rodgers had played reasonably well when they got close in the NFC Championship game, they could have won the game. He was incapable after going touchdown, touchdown. They get within five points, two straight possessions, can't get a first down. I mean, the short change in the in the NFC Championship game was Rodgers with the season on the what line. About, inability. Okay, so what about Aaron? Jo- play okay, like so an MVP. What right? about Aaron Jones? Is everyone says, "Oh, Aaron has Aaron Jones, and that's why he's so good because Aaron Jones is such a great player." But where was Aaron Jones in the second half of that game? Uh, he was hurt. Right. I'm saying he, they didn't have where their offense, he, and they had such on the limited. Where where they moved the ball down and, the field? And what and happened scored? when Aaron threw the perfect two-point conversion pass? What happened? 
Who's dropped? They have no talent. They, I mean, Aaron Jones is oh. hurt. They have no talent on the field. I know you what, think Robert Tunyon. Insanity. They, they had no, no talent on the field. No quarterback can have the best. MVS led the league in yards per catch. Tunyon had yards per drop. Did he, he does, also led the league in yards per drop? Did? What was the average? What? what were the average yardage on balls he dropped? He 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 led the league in yards per drop. If he really? if he'd actually yes. caught half the he balls, led that in, yes. He led that in drop, too. Because and they, even with those drops, he still did an amazing thing. Because he has Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback. What? They refused to put talent around him, and Aaron still put up an MVP performance. Crap. But at some That's point. At no, some, that he's not that good. Uh, the you year know what? before. It, when, I, hold on. The year before, when they say he was so bad, he was actually just as good, but nobody was open. We watched that. He was fantastic. He had nobody open. Last year, he has people open, and he completes the easy stuff, and their offense goes number one in the league. Well, let's the also remember, almost, right. we know what? that the fact that those road games being played in empty buildings, and even the home games being played in empty buildings, was a huge advantage for someone with Aaron's intelligence. So we know that's not going to happen again this year, but we know that was a huge part of this. The two other things we know— I disagree. I, I think you're overselling that dramatically. The biggest difference was the offense in the second year— and how easy it was for Rodgers to have open people. The offense, the <laughs> offense isn't that good. But what is good is Aaron Rodgers convincing Matt LaFleur that you could run plays more than once. So Matt LaFleur going to a total philosophical shift, which I give LaFleur a ton of credit for, and allowing them to run the same plays over and over again in games because that's what led to guys running wide open because when you give a quarterback like Aaron and an offensive uh, you know, play caller like LaFleur that ability, so that was a big deal, and the ability for Aaron to call plays outside of the two-minute drill, which he didn't have the year before. I mean, those, those were absolutely Fine. humongous. Fine. Fine. No, no argument there at all. But how, geez, you wouldn't think that would make any difference with the talent that he had that sucked. Now, I agree. All of a sudden, given I agree. These but changes, it sh- the it, talent's good enough to lead the league in offense. No, it, it shows you that your quarterback was good enough to lead the league in offense. Right. Yeah, it'll always be Rodgers. So, Robert. When it's bad, it's never Rodgers. So, when it's good, it's always Rodgers. So, yep. That actually is true. It's, no, it's actually not. true. Not. When, you, when you have someone oh, that good. Rodgers wasn't good enough with McCarthy. Whoa, wait. Yeah, and what happened? Thought he could once, do it with everybody. Thought wait, he could do it with everybody. So, so once McCarthy left, do you not think that McCarthy was part of the problem, or you think it, he wasn't? No, of course, but that shouldn't matter. With Rodgers, you can do anything. No, with anybody you can't do he's that. So great. You, oh, when they fail, now it's now we're McCarthy. No, no, oh, no. The whole Rogers time, then. no, the whole time, oh. he has not been supported in any way to win a championship, which I think we all recognize, right? The the organization is committed to sustained excellence, right? You know, draft and develop, always be good enough. But they've they, they made don't try the to NFC win Championship game the last two years, right? And and have done that. You know, we know two years ago the schedule and all that. They won one playoff oh, game. Oh wait, yeah, I forgot. I thought it was all Rodgers. Okay, now we have other issues. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, so you think that thirteen and three team two years ago was as good as the thirteen and three team last year? It was not. And yet we all thought last year. We'll go check what you thought the team's record would be last year. The team's record was better because the young players that Goody believed would be improved did, and they changed Who? the offense like he said. Who? Who? No, what? Devontae Adams was Devontae Adams was just insane, and Aaron Rodgers was insane, and so that oh. creates opportunities for for Ooh. the rest of the team. That's that's what it was last year. Oh. 
I thought Devontae was pretty good last year. I think you need to look at the touchdowns by Tunyon and the incredible increase in numbers by MVS. Right, but wh- where do you think those come from? Where do you think those come from? Those come from Devontae Adams. Those come from Aaron Rodgers. They were on the team two years ago, and none of it occurred. Right. And so so you're saying that uh, a team that, you know, gets killed by the 49ers in the NFC Championship, they're like, hey, you know what? I actually think we should, in the draft, draft a third-string running back, a third-string quarterback, and a fullback who's going to play because we're already over the top. We already got it. We actually have a Super Bowl team already. Uh, everyone That's else, right. would, everyone That's else right. is wasting their time on the draft. We could we could worry about twenty twenty four right now because we already have a Super Bowl team. And Homer, do we your do point. right? And they were correct. And, and if and if if Aaron Rodgers didn't choke in the second half, this team was set up perfectly to win a Super Bowl. Right? That was yeah, that was and, right. and Goody is a genius. With the season on the line, if he had not if he did not play, if he had played at the level as he had the season, yes. They would have won the Super Bowl. Yep. Correct. You nailed it. Oh, my gosh. Well, Homer. Not I- to mention, we have neglected the whole issue, which, again, Aaron Rodgers knows. The offense has always been fine. The problem has been the defense. That's what's prevented them from winning a Super Bowl. Including including in the NFC Championship. Defense. What? Including in the NFC Championship. Correct. And, and by the way, they years. got, so they got some great takeaways. They got be some- about the defense, not about not giving Rodgers enough weapons. Right, that's what I'm saying. Been. Antoine Wingfield. I'm talking about weapons that they could have drafted uh, for the team. I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers. I'm not saying. Oh, I missed that. that. I missed that you said defensive weapons. I'm I think saying we need pl- to check the tape. Players I'm not to sure improve you the once team. I'm saying weapons. players to improve the team. I'm not talking about necessarily oh. for the offense. I'm saying trying to win a Super Bowl rather than trying to be good five years from now. Which again, if that's their strategy, they're in a small market. I don't. I don't resent that. They don't have an owner. So they have a strategy where they need to be consistently good, and it's worked for 30 years. So I'm not saying that's wrong. I just would want to try to win Super Bowls if I had a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, which is different than the strategy they've employed. Um, their strategy has been close enough to do that. That's their goal. Strategy be close enough. Not- be close enough what? to have a chance, but but they don't want to risk – you know, they don't want to risk – having a bad year because they went too aggressive one year. They don't want the cupboard to be bare two years later, which, again, I understand that philosophy. It's just not what I would do. I would trust in my personnel people that if we go all in every year when we have a chance to win, that the next year and the next year we'll figure out a way to go all in again. And I think fans I, would I, rather have a 5-11 and 11 at the end of the rainbow after two or three Super Bowls than one Super Bowl and, uh, and, and not have that. I would agree, but there's no evidence that that actually works. That's a nice theory. What I mean, look, what look at when the look at what, look so at what, what the Patriots what teams have, done. have used that approach and been successful. What teams have tried that approach? And the been Patriots. Successful? The Patriots did it the last five years. The Patriots, not every year. You see, there's years where the Patriots have not done it, and then you see there's Patri- there's years when they bring in the Rodney Harrisons and the Corey Dillons and the Randy yeah, Mosses. Those guys were like Corey Dillon was a bust at the time. Nobody thought he would do anything. Exactly. that said, "Now we got Corey Dillon. Now they're going to do it." But they, we he, know the he excellence was in, of New England has always been Bill Belichick, one of the great D 
defensive minds ever, and the Packers don't have that person. That and is if absolutely you use true. the Patriots as a standard, every team's going to fail. They're well, one of the greatest organizations ever. So every team that played against Vince Lombardi, they were idiots because they couldn't do what he did. No, I just think right, if you have Aaron Rodgers, one of the great organizations ever. So, That's Homer, do you think Aaron Rodgers is the best over the last 10 years? Do you think Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the NFL? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and and that's what I believe, too. And we know it's a quarterback league, and they haven't won a Super Bowl in the entire right, time. The and that, and that is sad. And not good enough. Right. And that, that's what I'm that saying. Simple. So, so that's an organizational right, issue. So don't then blame Aaron Rodgers. If you believe that, Aaron Rodgers should not play until they fire Barry. His comments that have been quoted about all these offensive players is all crap. The biggest mistake they made is hiring Barry. Aaron there's Rodgers, no way they can be elite yeah. defense. I, I think Aaron Rodgers wants a commitment. That he's going to be the quarterback and a commitment to going for Super Bowls. Homer, appreciate it as always. Jason Wildy will join. Uh, ask Jason if it's over because Murphy says we're committed to the future of Aaron Rodgers. And if that's the case, it's done. There's do you no... think? If it, wait, do you really think if it was over, Mark Murphy in the email would have said Aaron has divided our fan base? Yeah. Why did he throw him uh, under the bus? I mean, I don't think he would have thrown that in if it was really what over. He didn't throw anybody in the bus. That's a fa- that's a but it Some was an unnecessary – it wasn't that. like he was asked, has Aaron divided the fan base? Like, I think by including that, it shows that it's not over. And, uh, uh, unfortunately, our right. time is – I'll ask Jason. I'll ask Jason if, if it's over. If they want him to be the long-term quarterback, he either retires or plays in Green Bay, correct? Um, if, yeah, but they don't want him to be the long-term quarterback. That's oh, okay. the problem. All right. Uh, I missed the lying part. All right. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, Homer. Check out Homer uh, 2 to 4 in Milwaukee on 94.5 ESPN. Jason Wildey, next. Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. With Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Watch PGA Tour champions, including tournament host and Wisconsin native. You're listening to Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Jason Wildey is brought to you by Boucher Automotive, where we ride with you every mile. 18 dealerships, 15 brands, and thousands of vehicles in stock. Check them out at Boucher.com. Jason Wildey is brought to you by Boucher Automotive, where we ride with you every mile. 18 dealerships, 15 brands, and thousands of vehicles in stock. Check them out at Boucher.com. by Boucher Automotive. Everyone's looking for cars these days. Everybody's looking for cars. There's going to be more of them coming soon. But uh, until then, Boucher.com. Still your place for the largest uh, inventory of vehicles. Good morning, Jason. Morning, Craig. How are you, buddy? Good. Nolan Murphy here as well. And Homer says it's over. Homer says it's over. That Mark Murphy said in the letter, we're working on the long-term deal. We're not going to say anything publicly. Because that's not the way to do it. And he's going to be our quarterback 2021 and beyond. Homer says it's over. I say exactly the opposite. Because if it was over, why would he take the opportunity to say that Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is dividing our fan base? Jason, where are you on this? Um, yeah, I don't think it's over. That's for sure. Um, I, I guess I, my biggest question was, and, and this happened 
it was funny. He his his um, column posted, and uh, we were at Sydney's soccer game, and we have a little group uh, text among several of us writers. Wait, wait, and by the way, and, Jason, you're talking about Mark Murphy's monthly column, which is this like for you? Must read normally. Like we're all just hearing about this now, but is this something that like you um, would wait by? Like how you when you're a kid you'd wait by the mailbox and you no. knew your Sports Illustrated was coming. Like, do you wait? Like, hey, oh, it's the uh, the it's Murphy the, takes. That's it's what it's the, called. It's fourth of the month. Murphy takes is coming out. Like, this is huge. Is this a, a part of your career, Jason? Well, first of all, let's get it right here, Nolan. It's Murphy takes five. Oh yeah, Murphy five takes questions. five. Yeah, I mean, very catchy. Yeah, um, very original. Is, that's not a, no. is it sponsored by the candy bar? The Take Five candy bar? That would be good. Uh, I don't. I, I do believe it is sponsored. I don't know who their partner is for. The it, Take but, Five, by the way, may be the best candy bar. And I know some might not even say it's a total candy bar, but it is the only candy bar invented in the last thirty years that I can come up with that isn't just a copy of something that existed before. I, I commend Take 5 for everything they've done. Well, all right. I, I hate to do this, but I've never had a Take 5. What is it? So, Jason, that's because you're like everyone else. Like, candy bars, like, if you look down an aisle, there has been less innovation in the candy bar industry than in any industry in the world. Like, think about it. We're wow. driving around in flying cars now and we're still eating like Hershey bars and Kit Kats and Reese's peanut butter cups. Like all they've done is like <laughs> adapt the same thing. But like, we're like, I mean, think about where we are now, right? Like in the world. So a take five is a brilliant combination that, you know, was, was created where it's like a pretzel, caramel, chocolate, peanut butter. Yes, and yes, yes. Um, so it basically has everything you would want in a candy bar all combined into one candy bar. Is there nougat? I don't know. Um, so here, here's the... Uh, chocolate, peanuts, caramel, peanut butter, and pretzels. Yes, that's what it is. Yep. Chocolate, peanut, chocolate, peanuts, caramel, peanut butter, and pretzels. All right. I am texting Paula right now because she and the girls are headed to Fleet Farm. One of our wildy. Oh, I was trying partners. to get some extra points. I heard you. You get. You get some. <laughs> and I think they've rebranded it now. Is the Reese's Take Five? It didn't do well enough as a standalone Take Five brand. Right. It's because wow. America is not ready for innovation in the candy bar field because we've been subjected to like almond joy and mounds, like as your choices in life. Like, there, there really. I mean, there aren't new candy bars that come out. It just doesn't happen. I don't understand why. Every other industry does it. Okay. I guess that was a side note. Back to your excitement when uh, Mark Murphy's Take 5 brought to yeah. you by the new Reese's Take 5. Uh, that would be smart marketing. Uh, they, It is not must. I read it out of responsibility. I don't read it every month. It's the first Saturday of every month. Ah. I don't read it uh, breathlessly waiting for breaking news. I read it to make sure that there's no news in it. Do you correct and his so, grammar like mentally to yourself uh, while you're reading it? Or do you feel like I it's do. well? I do. Okay. Yeah. 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 Capitalization. He, he's yeah. got some random capitalizations in there. <laughs> yeah. So yesterday I, I was at the soccer game, so I had not read it when it first posted. And then the text chain kind of lit up and it was, I can't believe he publicly came out and said, that Rogers is dividing our fan base. The Rogers situation is dividing our fan base. I, and, and then I of course read it 
when Sydney was on the bench. And I, it is. Wait, was that a, a bailed uh, passive aggressive shot at the coach for not playing yeah. Sydney Are in a key moment? No, 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 no. Not no, asking like for more playing time. No, no, no. I'm not. It was a hunt. No, it was. I'm not going to read it while Sydney's on the field. Is what that was. Yeah. Okay. It's not. It's not that compelling that I have to do it while she's playing. Yep. So once once she came off the off the field, then I read it, and and I understand. I thought it was really interesting because he, he there were two of the five uh, things that he responded to were not questions, they were statements. Uh, one was from a fan who apparently writes in every month, and it wasn't a question. It was tell that jerk. Gutekunst to go after Julio Jones. And speaking of passive aggressive, uh, Murphy went after the guy for say, and said that, you know, you've sent in 20 of these and they never have a question in them and whatever else. But then he used that opportunity to really stump for Brian Gutekunst and, in my opinion, oversell what a brilliant GM he's been in as he enters his fourth year as the GM. The other one was uh, a response to a fan who, again, did not ask about Aaron Rodgers, but rather basically sent a note of encouragement to Murphy saying, you know, don't let the bastards get you down, was the and, – and they printed it right there. And that was where he immediately got into the Rodgers issue uh, and, and continues to use the phrase 2021 and beyond. Um, and – said the thing about dividing the fan base and within the same response says the less that is said by both sides, the better or words to that effect. And I thought that's an interesting juxtaposition that you, you acknowledge that it's dividing your fan base, which to me read to some degree as pushing blame on Rogers for dividing the fan base. Now you can say, well, the Packers are at fault too, or whatever. However, you view this, whatever your prism is for this, to me, choosing to put that on the record in a column that you are writing on the team website was in a in a way because you know your Packers fans are coming to read it on your site, pushing blame onto Rodgers. I thought it was not a wise thing to do. I would not have done that if I was him, and I would venture to guess that Bob Harlan wouldn't have done that if he was doing a column. But he chose to do so, and as predicted in the text chain that we had going during the soccer game, it became a headline on ESPN.com and Sports Illustrated and The Athletic. And the best part of it is, at the soccer game, after Sydney's game was done, somebody else's game had also ended, Matt LaFleur's son. And so Matt LaFleur and I stood and talked for about 20 minutes while our wives were waiting for us to finally leave the soccer field. And I, I, I just don't. By the way, Jason, uh, little known fact. Do you know what Matt LaFleur's middle name is? Homer. Dwayne. D-U-A-N-E. And Dwayne is the one that wrote and the question. a question in. from Dwayne. Murphy, get that jerk Gutekunst <laughs> to get off his butt and make his play to get Julio Jones on the Packers. Yeah, maybe Matt LaFleur using an Matthew alter ego. Dwayne LaFleur has sent Murphy 20 emails. That is actually not true. That is not his middle name. But we'll have more with Jason Wilde. Uh, Some of it might be true as we continue. It's Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. This is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. 
Jason Wilde is brought to you by Boucher Automotive, where we ride with you every mile. 18 dealerships, 15 brands, and thousands of vehicles in stock. Check them out at Boucher.com. It's Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. It's you, it's always you If I'm ever gonna fall in love I know it's gonna be you It's you, it's always you Murphy Takes Five, presented by Associated Bank. A little love for Jason right there. Yes, uh, presenting partner of Mark Murphy Takes Five. You could always send to murphytakes5 at packers.com. So, Jason, what did did, uh, Matt LaFleur have to say yesterday? Um, I assume you guys talked about the weather and soccer. Anything else? We did. Uh, By the way, the text is in and... uh, my take five bars should be delivered a little bit later this afternoon. You will not be disappointed. There. You will not be disappointed. I'm very excited. Um, so one of the things we did talk about, because I said, and, and I don't, I think I'm doing a little bit of a chewy here where something's off the record, but then it's just on the record on a Sunday program, whether it's the football yeah. show or Sunday Karma. But, you know, I made a comment about, I, I said, I thought it was, I think it's interesting that you've kind of gone away from, kind of publicly repeating how much you want Aaron back. And he said, well, don't mistake that. Nothing's changed. I said, I didn't, I didn't think so. He, 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 I think that there, and, and this is my interpretation of our conversation, nothing that he actually said. Uh, look, I think he wants to do whatever it is that is required for Rogers to come back. It, it, have you ever asked him for- off the record if he had the choice to be Aaron Rodgers' coach Somewhere else for the next four years, or the Packers coach for the next four years, which he would, which he would rather. Um, look, I, and this is not based on anything he said yesterday. This is based on talking to other people in the building. There, there is a, a significant disconnect between the personnel department and the coaching staff, and that includes between Goody and Lafleur. Like they don't hate each other's guts, but. I think there's, I know that there's a frustration. I've said this before, this isn't breaking news, but there's, there is a frustration on the coaching side that their opinions, their thoughts are not only not appreciated, but not even uh, sought or considered. Uh, That is how the coaching staff has felt for a while. That is not Rogers uh, centric. That is how they felt for a while. And so one of the things that Mark Murphy wrote in there. Uh, in his defense of Goody, which I thought was interesting. You know, he basically says he turned around his, the organization's for, fortunes after two losing seasons in 17 and 18. Well, first of all, 18 was a year that he was the general manager. Uh, second of all, 17, Packers were off to a four-and-one start when Aaron Rodgers broke his collarbone. Uh, and in 18, the Packers... You know, no, regardless of how you feel about how Aaron Rodgers felt about Mike, Mike McCarthy, um, it was Mark Murphy who fired Mike in something of a knee-jerk reaction after a game, a half hour after a game had ended, um, and with four games left in the season. But I digress. Within that answer, Mark Murphy said, 
he he extolled the great relationship that Goody has with Matt LaFleur. And I don't think that's completely honest. I just don't like, I think they are working together. Okay. But I, you know, in 19, I think they had a pretty darn good relationship and then they went 13 and three and they got to the NFC championship game and Matt LaFleur felt pretty good about the coaching job he and his staff did and thought maybe that there was an opportunity to at least have a little bit more say since they are both both LaFleur and Gutekunst on the same line of the organizational flowchart. And I don't think that that's the feeling or the case there. I, again, I don't think they hate each other. I don't think they can't work together. But going so far as to say that they have this excellent working relationship, I, I think there is frustration there. And so when – when Matt LaFleur is, I don't want to say picking sides because he's caught in the middle, but if he's having to choose here, he wants to do whatever it is that's going to get Rodgers back. I mean, if that's, you know, giving up a seventh-round pick to reacquire Randall Cobb from the Texans, if that's making a play for Julio Jones, who I see is now being traded to the Titans, whatever that is, I think he wants to do that. And obviously the Packers for all the words that are written by Murphy or said by Goody after the draft, I don't know what they're willing to do besides a contract that was not the same as the contract restructure that they were planning on doing right after the season, which really started the snowball rolling downhill. So why did they re-sign Aaron Jones exactly? Like, how, Where does this fit into like the whole team? Because I was just trying to think about what they're trying to do right now. Right, and is yeah, it just the, that Aaron Jones is like a two-year kind of stopgap when his almost, contract works? Correct. You're exactly right. They, they, they don't. You know, let's be honest. Their contract is four years, forty-eight million for him, but it's really two years, twenty million, which is a really good deal to get him on. It is. It is a extremely team-friendly deal. There's very little risk to pay, and what I would argue to be an elite running back. Twenty million over two years. It, in fact, it's it's either almost exactly or slightly more or less than what franchise tagging him for two years would have been. And so while Drew Rosenhaus gets to say it's a four-year, forty-eight million dollar deal, he's not going to see year three. If he's great the next two years, they're going to restructure and take a huge huge roster bonus that is built in in March of whatever that would be, 2023, and convert it to a signing bonus and extend the contract. All right, all right okay, now, now I'm confused. But all right, so Jason, here's the final <laughs> question. This Sorry. is the big one. This is the big one. So I, I said there's three ways you could see this thing playing out. You know, in, when people ask me, like, so what's going to happen? And I'm like, what do you want to happen? Scenario one, Packers trade Aaron and get lots of stuff. You know, players and first-round picks and all that. Scenario two, the last dance scenario. Aaron agrees he'll play one more year, and in exchange, the Packers agree they will give him complete, complete freedom and you know outright ability yeah. to go anywhere yep. he wants to go after the year. Scenario three, the Packers commit three or four years to Aaron, you know, and they're committed to going kind of all in with Aaron. Which do you think will happen uh, of one of those three, and which would you do if you're the Packers? So the second one you listed is the scenario that Tausch has been pushing for months. Like, 
even before this came to light on draft day. Um, great movie, by the way. Um, the scenario that you say at the beginning with the trade compensation, I think, is the one that Goody would want more than either of the other two. I personally, uh, and in my correspondence with the quarterback, I I think that the best thing for his legacy and for because he cares about his legacy, make no mistake about that. For him, I understand all of his exasperation, frustration with the dysfunction of this organization, et cetera. I think the best thing he can do is get a commitment, long-term commitment, stay here, and not only win a title and keep playing at the level he played at last year, but change the culture of a building where I just got done outlining some of the silos that still exist that Mark Murphy was supposed to be knocking down between the coaches and the personnel side to actually hold the organization accountable to changing its culture. If he could do that and win, because you got to win, nobody cares if you got a great culture and you lose. But if he could do that as a guy who worships and idolizes Bart Starr and considers him the measure of greatness, if Rodgers could do that and have a lasting impact on the culture in addition to winning, to me, that would do the most for his legacy. Whether or not he's going to do that and whether or not that's going to come to fruition, I don't know. But that's the one I would pick. So, Jason, do you know if Aaron has been offered any deal that would guarantee him the next three years? Do we know if that's happened? I, I, I That has been uh, reported. Um, there was one report that it would make him the highest-paid quarterback in the league. I know there's been a rumor going around that the, the offer from them was four years, $180 million, which would make him tied with uh, Patrick Mahomes as the highest paid quarterback. But again, the devil is in the details. And if the structure is in a way like we were, like I was just devolving into the Aaron Jones contract where he's not going to see some of those years, then there's no point. Then it's all for show. So I don't know the specifics of what the contract offers have been though. Yeah. That, I mean, to me, that's interesting. Cause to me, if Aaron's offered guaranteed three years and some kind of commitment, to the t- from the team that they're going to, you know, g- try to go all in and try to win in those three years. I think that gives him a lot of where he needs to be, right? Uh, you know, to be able to help uh, shape that culture in the way he wants to. So, mm-hmm. uh, all right, very interesting stuff as always. Jason Wildy brought to us by Boucher Automotive. Mark Murphy brought to us by Associated <laughs> Bank and the Take Five Bar from Reese's. Jason with an update on Wildy and Tausch nine to noon. Monday through Friday. Thanks, Jason. Innovation. What What was the line before I go so I can use it tomorrow with Tausch? There's the, been less innovation in the candy, in bar candy bars yeah. than any other than industry. Anything else. All right. Can you uh, think uh, of anything that is more, that is not changed more? I mean, our baseball cards now are virtual in NFTs. You know, our money is in cryptocurrency and we're still eating like you know, like, um, you know, Baby Ruth bars, yes. Snickers. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like Crackle bars. hundred grand. Yeah, hundred grand. Whatchamacallit. Like, there's not been a new thing besides the Take 5 since, you know, since 1979, probably. I mean, it's... it's Aaron like, Rodgers and candy bars tomorrow on Will D and Tausch. Yes, it's a must listen. Thanks, Jason. 
All right, guys. Take care. Be good. 7-Eleven. Coming up next, it is Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. You're listening to Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com.